0: Kua Rosenberg Podcast, coming to you live and direct from the lab. We're kicking back on a wonderful crisp. And let me tell you guys, crisp is an understatement. I want to give everybody a shout out for tuning to the last show and checking that out. It was a wonderful, wonderful piece we did. But tonight is going to be epic. As I normally tell you, tonight is going to be epic. Let me slow things down. You can check us out on our um, YouTube channel, SQR Podcast. Or as a matter of fact, just Google SQR Podcast, or if you even feel better, School Rosenberg Radio. Check us out. You'll see everything that we're doing. Subscribe to everything because it's all positive, educating, inspiring, and trust me, entertaining stuff that's there. Tonight, I want to take this moment to give a big shout out to everybody that's in the house. Everybody who bear the cold to come out and say, listen, we got to get this one done because tonight on Dr. Martin Luther King's anniversary, 50th anniversary, actually, of his assassination, we're in the house to do something special tonight. So right now, big shout out to Manny behind the camera. Thank you so much for being here. Big shout out to my boy Charles holding us down. Big shout out to Cheese in the House. Thank you, my friend, for holding us down. Ellie and Nikki, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are honored and blessed to have... The illustrious councilman Michael Jackson. Thank you so much for being here, sir. I really appreciate you for you know, hey, being brother. here tonight. thank you for
1: having me, man. I'm excited, especially with that that type of intro. Well, you know, you're you, ready
0: to roll. You know, your energy, your energy it w- was was definitely felt when you walked into the space, and you know, we need somebody of your swagger, for the lack of a better term. To, to implement the changes. And I'm really honored that you're here to really share and build and really, you know, understand and be a part of the SQR podcast production.
1: Now I appreciate it. I appreciate the platform. Um, first and foremost, this this is a very, uh, you know, impactful uh, election is coming up this election season. You know, whoever is the next mayor is either going to change the city or it's going to take us further into the the abyss of the black hole ooh, and, and ooh. you know we prefer the first of course but um, you know it's going to be a very important election so with that being said my ultimate job is to educate people as much as possible and you know what better way to do it in a platform such as this okay. and uh, reach the audience that you know that I'm hoping would be um, receptive to being educated. Bong,
0: right off the bat, Jules. There's a lot of information we're going to get into tonight. And the way we always do the show is, you know, we dig into the past. We get micro. You can get macro sometimes (laughs) to find out what were the ingredients that were you know, in the pot that made you who you are right now, that influenced you on this journey to be making the impact you're doing. So let's just go back to the beginning. Um, Parents, grandparents, everybody originally from the U.S.? uh
1: everyone you know as far as i know uh is originally from the u.s my uh, grandparents on my mother's side is actually uh, originate from the islands from uh, puerto rico and um both my parents grew up here in patterson in projects on different sides of the the town so my mother grew up in, in christopher columbus projects my father grew up in alabama uh projects and um you know, uh, we, we school of hard knocks, man. You know? So so
0: to give people a little reference point, you know, you mentioned these projects. So, you know, Patterson itself geographically, where's Christopher Columbus, I mean, where's those projects located so people can have a reference point?
1: Well, they're on opposite sides of the of the city. In fact, um, the uh, Christopher Columbus projects was just no longer there. It was on Temple Street, Matlock Street, it's on the would, would, would be considered the northern side okay, of okay. so they call that the north side so how, and, how,
0: how did they I mean normally because people from the north side don't really hang out with people from <laughs> correct right is that is that is that the understanding
1: no that's absolutely correct I, and you know never really had a full conversation about uh, uh how that the um the synergy came together but you know, hey, I'm grateful. Nice. I'm grateful. So I,
0: I'm curious because, you know, knowing that dynamic, I wondered how they met. Did, they, did you ever find out the story of how your mom and, da- your, your, mom and your, your dad met?
1: No, well, you know what? The beauty of their relationship, they were both very young. So it was a young, innocent relationship. Um, you know, uh, they both um, experienced, they were, they were both from large families. Okay. So my father probably, I'm sure, he was he was a few years older than my mother. I'm sure he's getting around town saw this nice looking young lady and tried to, you know. (laughs) Stood no chance. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And you know, he's a Michael Jackson too, so. uh, I'm I'm the uh, junior. Michael Jackson. so, I don't know if he used the the Michael Jackson swagger at that point, but uh, we can assume, so.
0: Nice, nice. So they met, and the family makeup, what was that like? How many brothers, sisters, what was that dynamic like?
1: Well, from their families, they both came from large families. My mother had, uh, there's a total of eight of them. Okay. Four boys, four girls. Okay, and my father's family is a total of six, uh, three girls, three boys, and you know, the, the the luck of the draw on that. But um, both you know, coming from a family that had there was a lot of uncles and and aunts. Mm-hmm. That means it was a lot of cousins, and um, you know, we The extended family was pretty big. The extended family was pretty big, pretty close. We all were very close. What was, what
0: was your family like? That little um, unit?
1: No, nah, I think my parents didn't probably didn't enjoy. Growing up in a household with so many children because it was just me and my brother and they, 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 you know, they stopped it there. So Oh, so two. But uh it's just two of us. You nice. know. You're and, the you, oldest? I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest. So we both grew up in Patterson. We both um uh, educated locally here in Patterson. We both um went to the um uh,
0: the, 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 the um, I don't wanna use notorious, but the, the, the um the high school here, uh Eastside High School.
1: Eastside high school. Well, I was a freshman going into Eastside and then my father had bought out, purchased a house in the other side of town. So uh, I transferred right away into Kennedy. So okay. I was an Eastside guy, um, slated to go to Eastside, you know, a football player. Oh wow. And um, then we wind up going to the other side of town. So yeah, I think you're
0: zipping away too fast to the story because I want to slow down because you said you were a football player in high school?
1: Football player in high school, is, is uh, that was my my vehicle those years kept me you know um, grounded, mm. kept me interested in going to school on a daily basis, it kept me involved, um, helped me get to know different people in the community and, and ultimately uh, was my ticket to college to further my education and things and, and uh, be able to come back and make a contribution to the city.
0: Why so receptive to the structure and discipline that comes from that because when I, what I'm trying to get to is, I'm pretty sure you're surrounded with a lot of young men in the same age group who, you know, were distracted and not as focused as you were. So I'm trying to get to what was that reasoning behind you being so focused through that time? Was it something you saw mom did or dad did, or you know, what was that about?
1: No, well, you know, my parents were were, were very involved, and, and you know, to their credit, being young, you know, they, they had their fair share of challenges. They made a number of mistakes. But throughout those years, someone, one of them was strong when needed to be. And my father always had a strong presence, and there was no, you know, compromising. Mm-hmm. So there was no, uh, no, um, um, you know, coming home with with police escort or okay. being okay. out in the street or doing some things. He that, set, you the, know, rep-
0: he set it, the reference point.
1: He set the reference point, and he set the bar high. And, um, you know, but even with that, I mean, there's a lot of parents out here that are doing – some phenomenal things and they put the great deal of effort into their children's lives but there's still a necessity for a vehicle to make sure that we can get to that next level Mm. and from my standpoint it was football and it got me to college it got me an opportunity just to learn about what other things was available to me. Let me ask
0: you this um with this football and this experience you're going into high school and I'm pretty sure being good at football and being the jock had all the girls, correct?
1: No, I would never um, a- acknowledge anything. <laughs> I don't.
0: <laughs> You're gonna plead the fifth on that one.
1: Don't quite remember those. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, it I, I
0: like that. But Because what I'm trying to get to, I want to set the stage and take you back to maybe one of your first games playing for high school when you knew you were proficient at football. Could you well, remember a, a specific game where you really
1: Shined, yeah. uh, You know, it's funny because as now my son who's going through, who's following that path, right? And I often express to him, I was not always the standout, Mm. sharp um, athlete that you that would um, that people knew was you know had the ticket. In fact, you know, I had a number of different coaches who are still around today who actually inspired me through their negative. Um, um, feedback to my performances to you know really get on my horse and get on the grind so you know I've had coaches tell me look man you're never gonna play here and you know uh, because there was another kid coming up and you know I just put the work in Mm. so it wasn't until my later years I was a smaller kid I was younger than everybody else my freshman year I'm 13 competing with guys at 16 Mm. and um, so it was my later years when, you know, I really started to come into, you know, to where I was and people started to see that I had actually had the talent to go to the next level. So, wow. you so know, if I had to pick out one game, um, you know, I don't know if I can re- really do that. But I, I really enjoyed my high school career.
0: Wow. Fascinating. As the illustrious Jada Kiss um, once said, um, hard work will always be talent if talent don't work hard. Every time. yeah, you know, I'm dropping a jewel here on Score Rosenberg Podcast. And, you know, just to let you know, Councilman, uh, you know, when you say something profound or you make a profound statement, we call it dropping a jewel. <laughs> you know, and thank you for setting that up so I can just slam that in right there. Yeah, man. You know, as we get ready to move on through this walk, you know, um, I'm, I'm understanding that you, you, you somehow appreciated the negatives that were given and you used that as a stepping, to, stepping stone. Not everybody can do that.
1: No, nah, you know what I did was I made sure I, I, I utilized that as my fuel as opposed to allowing it to get me down. I've always been a fighter mm. and, you know, a fighter by nature. I've been training. And, you know, even now, you know, I've been teaching martial arts for over 20 years. So easy, I utilize that. Easy, 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 <laughs> easy. No doubt. Yeah, man. But, That's you big. know, um, that discipline that comes from football is all relative. I tell my son and I tell all the young people. Things that you do in one aspect of life is all relative to the next. So, you know, the discipline, the consistent um, drive to fight, and consistent willingness to be, you know, go against the grain is actually where I find myself now. Because if you really knew and you studied where I am as a council person, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm considered the odd man out. Because I'm, I'm not afraid to be the lone voice, to be the only vote. And in fact, if you check my voting history, I have been voting eight in favor, one against, more so than I voted with the, uh, with the, with the population, so. Wow,
0: Square Rosenberg Podcast, SQR Radio. Listen, stay tuned, we're gonna take a quick break, come back and jump into the story of a fighter. Michael Jackson, Councilman Michael Jackson, one. SQR Podcast, Square Rosenberg Radio is coming in the second half of this wonderful powwow you know for a better term of this you know conversation we're having and I'm, I'm i'm really you know fascinated by the discipline you've implemented you know even as you were getting into all these sports so you go through high school football was your angle there how were the grades
1: <laughs> you know it's sorry it's, for the
0: sorry for the curveball i just threw yeah, you yeah right no there. no
1: that's not a curveball in fact this is the 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 reality and the facts that you know i think is reflective upon our entire community. Um, you know, my grades weren't that great, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, and, and it wasn't. It wasn't a matter of me not being able to do the work or um, not really uh, uh, being capable. It was the application, and you know, it, it was proven because when I went to school, I got a full scholarship. First of all, I got injured my senior year, so going into the playoffs the year before, we undefeated state champions. And then we're, now we're rolling into the state championship again, I get injured, I blow my knee. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I think I, I may have taken, I took the SAT while I, had my, while I was on crutches. So at that point, the coach then comes to me and says, well listen man, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do with you. I went back and looked at your grades and you're not cutting the mustard. So, uh, you know, but my SAT scores, I scored through the roof. So when when the college recruiters came to get me, they never even looked because there was back then it was a little different situation. But they never checked my GPA. Mm. They made the assumption because I scored so high in the SAT that I was okay. So wow. I'm in camp in college, and they came and got me off the field. I had a 1.97 GPA. I was short like a few points, and you know had I not had a fight in Spanish class, or you know not. <laughs> You know, ate so much candy in English class. I might have got a you know better grade, but um, nice. But it's it's important to understand and, and have a, a a real concept of the necessity of the performance in the classroom, and that's why you know even now that's that's my 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 so, solid message. My son, who is a sophomore right now, he's um he started as a as a sophomore varsity, but he has a four point three GPA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so my, my message to him is, you know, we're Harvard bound. So if you fall anywhere short of Harvard, then, then you're doing all right.
0: Yeah, wow. Score Rosenberg podcast here. Another jewel dropping out the basket. That's, Damn, that I is, give assists. Yeah, yeah, this is Michael Jackson. You, know, well. you know that's very profound because you know once once you do that, you're really, as I said, you know, consistently raising that reference point. You know, for him. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, is he Michael Jackson the second,
1: the third? He's actually the third. He's
0: the third. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that's big. You know, hold on to that trade lane. That's classic yeah. right there. <laughs> so as 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 I um as you continue to grow, and I'm fascinated because the end of it is curious as could ever be in terms of where you are right now and what you're doing in Patterson. Mm-hmm. And you've lived in Patterson all your years.
1: Outside of a few years, I, I was, uh, I w- obviously I left, I went to school in Florida and Daytona Beach. And then uh, I played um, uh, professionally. I went up to Canada for a little while, lived in Atlanta. Then I came back home and
0: um, I've been
1: here ever since outside of maybe a couple years. So I've been here nice. the entire time. Um,
0: what was the... Push to get you involved,
1: my eyes finally was open a little under ten years ago. I've I've been you know I've been in business, I own a restaurant, fairly large restaurant in the city. Well, let's let's in not fact, let's not
0: be modest about this because this restaurant is is world renowned. It's definitely I mean, made an impact uh, in Madison. Let's just let's give it some plug. What's the name of the restaurant? It's called Jacksonville. Big Jacksonville. Shout out to everybody who knows and support Jacksonville, classic restaurant, live music, muy bueno. The spot is official.
1: Great food, great yeah. atmosphere, good people.
0: Classic. As a matter of fact, I'm going to hold you to maybe having the chef come here and whip something up in our in our hey, studio. Hey, man,
1: the chef is in the building. So. Oh, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. We're going to
0: dive into that a little bit more. But go ahead. You know, what was the push to get you involved?
1: Well, uh, I, I I ventured off to, to open this restaurant, and obviously, while I was playing years ago, we you know, made made some purchases. My family made some purchases of some property, which which the building the the uh, the place where Jacksonville is located now, so the the mm. then tenant was raided for selling drugs, and um, you know it took the place over, fixed it up, figured it out. Uh, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa! This place is right next door to the sheriff's place.
1: It's uh, across the street. The sheriff's place has always been there. The sheriff's place has always been there. So they were moving so, drugs. So is drugs. <laughs> drugs <laughs> has always been there. You know, it's been relevant. And it's prevalent, cool Rosenberg
0: podcast here. A big shout out to the guy who was moving it right next to the right sheriff. across
1: the street. Big and big shout out to the guy who finally got who finally caught up with him. Wow! Wonder, Jacksonville may not be here had it not been for that. Yeah, so
0: yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, sorry, Poppy. Um, <laughs> as, as, you, as, you, as you were saying, um, so you 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 were able to purchase these properties. Lock in. Continue your story.
1: So the uh, once he was raided, I uh, came in decided to you know revamp the place and open it up, and you know what, the people. Whose idea was that though? It was it was mine, it was mine. I, I just, you know, initially someone mm. was in, trying to encourage me to, you know, we should take the place over, mm. and I really didn't feel that excited about it. And I thought that um, the area wouldn't be able to produce anything, you mm. know, that was of the caliber of what I thought that, it was, that I, w- I would be interested in doing. And I fought it off for a couple months, and then you know what, I said, you know, maybe he ha- he's on to something, and we, I, I opened a small place and um, I thought at that time I would try to attract some of the officers and the, mm. the sheriff's um, department. Um, so we had a different name back then. And uh, then after six, seven years of doing excellent business you know, invested another two million dollars in the place, expanded it, blew the wall out, two story glass atrium and live live entertainment space because you know that's what I was actually interested in doing so mm. we had a number of comedians come through there early on in fact that's part of the reason why Kevin Hart came and shot a show at Jacksonville one of the young guys who performs with him okay. he actually made his first debut at Jacksonville he got booed <laughs> and <laughs> uh, serious? yeah man And now he's on television he's doing his thing Wow. so you know we can, be, we can hold ourselves responsible for making yeah, quite a few true, you know, people, open up some avenues for people to be successful. Yeah,
0: you know, to, this, to, to the information you shared, you know, and, and I wanted everybody and, and the listeners to understand that, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that you were confident in, in sharing your losses, you know, even you know, with the grades and, you know, getting through college and, you know, even now. So, but fascinatingly enough, you know, you, you, you dropped on a couple of things that I wanted to go back to. Like for instance, um, playing, playing and, and earning a living from playing football, what was that like?
1: That was really nice, that was really nice. In fact, you know, being, and, and mind you, I got cut from the NFL so I wound up playing in
0: the Next. CFL. Hold up, hold up, hold up, let's go back a little bit more. What was it like trying to get into the NFL?
1: I mean, it's it's, uh, it's it could be overwhelming. It could be overwhelming. It's like it's a it's a cattle a herd. So you know, um, on any given day, someone could be seen, and it's it's the same thing in any sport, or, or even in in the entertainment business. We can talk about that later, because uh, it's there's all symmetries that's there. So mm-hmm. you you you're there. You know, you um you you're at a paid combine. It's like. Two thousand people there from all over the world. You got guys running four ones, guys running four twos, guys from major schools, guys from small schools. So the the likelihood or the odds of you being seen or making, you know, making the cut is slim to none. So How many
0: combines did you go to?
1: I went to about four, about four combines. Wow. And, uh, because
0: I wanted to, um, and I wanted to go macro on this. So which combine do you remember the most? Right. Like,
1: the, the combine I remember the most is actually after I was employed. So um, I came home to play in the Arena League, and that's that's during the time when the Arena League was at an all-time high. So you had the X League and then you had the Arena League. Okay. So uh, um, uh, good the coach at that – I was already on the roster, and they had a, an open combine. So, um, you know – I, I really began to see the business of the sport at that point because, mm-hmm. you know, they they're just taking the four hundred fifty dollars from each of these guys. You get two thousand guys paying four hundred fifty dollars. You do the math on that, mm-hmm. and you know that okay. it, one day they're, they're, they're clocking it, and, you mm-hmm. know, knocking you over, somebody over the head. So uh, you know, you start to see the the level of talent. Wasn't necessarily there across the board, so the money. you know. Um, the first question I asked the coach was, "Listen, are we? What are we doing here? Are we? Are we live? Are we full speed? Are we? You know, should I be taking something off the ball?" And um, he said, "Listen, this is the this is the pros. If you're not here, you're getting ready for a Kodak moment." Now, he said it with a lot more vulgarity, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, interestingly enough, um, you know, a lot of those guys weren't ready to actually be there. I remember hitting a guy in the face with the football. Purposely, and no, no. Listen, when you you know, if you watch the NFL, everything's timing. So you're throwing yeah. the ball before they look and if they're not ready to, ready for it, it could be it could be a problem. So he, he got hit in what? He lost his Yeah, he he pretty much he packed it in for the rest of the day. Um <laughs> he came out of Boston College. He was he had a pretty good name behind him. And uh, he wound up playing a few years in the XFL mm. and saw some good success, but that that wasn't his day. So,
0: <laughs> thanks to Michael Jackson.
1: Yeah, but um, that was a memorable <laughs> moment, man. Because uh, you know everybody talks about that and talks about the, that Kodak moment. moment yeah, when, yeah, You know they take a picture of you and give you a plane ticket and put you back on the flight. You didn't and make send it. To, you, home. you did
0: not make it to L.A. No, no, no sorry about that. So here is what's so fascinating. Um, you're now you know a businessman in Patterson you've come back home, you're making an impact. What urged you to be politically involved? Because everybody can stay on the surface, yeah. complain about what's going on, Correct. not wanting to do anything. But you know, it seems as if, and I'm sorry for using the word, but, however, it seems as if that you wanted to make more of an impact. So what was the push for that? Or who was the catalyst for that?
1: Uh, I honestly, was, it was me. At a certain point, I became fed up. I'm always a team player. I'm willing to be a team player. And, um, you know, I thought it to be wonderful to be a part of a change in Patterson. Mm. So back around 2007, 2008, there was a whole new regime of black and Hispanic um, leadership that was coming into place. True, true. And I I just wanted to be a part of that. So I was asked um, to support someone's campaign and, and by doing so, allowing them to do a launch at my place. And uh, you know they—it it was clear they didn't have much money to start their campaign. And I said, "Listen, man, I, I just want to be a part of it. That's what Jacksonville is all about. Jacksonville is about, you know, helping the community, being that help for the community to, um, you know, come together. So we did it, and it was a huge success. I mean, you you, you saw a number of young, um, new elected officials that came into the swing of power, mm-hmm. and." after a few years it just went silent and you know all of the things that we talked about all of the change that was promised and all of the hope that we was looking forward to it was nothing
0: there so now you're inspired by this event by getting involved by sponsoring hosting this event
1: well honestly i didn't get inspired then because i just wanted to be a part of the team I want it to be an element of, of, of uh, or a tool that could be utilized to help these people, these individuals get elected, and then turn around and they will help the community. Mm-hmm. In fact, in fact, there was a very very sharp brother. I'll mention his name, brother Al Spivey. He's um, you know, he's a a, a a he works closely with the city council in Philadelphia, and they will hire him to come out to Patterson and run different people's campaigns. He ran the congressman's campaign. He ran a number of different campaigns. And he said to me then, he said, wow, man, you know, you have what it takes. People know who you are. You got a name like Michael Jackson. I mean, it would be a showing. My exact words to him was absolutely not. I'm not them and I can't be phony, so I'm not a politician.
0: Hold that thought, score Rosenberg podcast. We come back, we're gonna find out why he's now defying the statement he made. Michael Jackson, running for mayor, Patterson, New Jersey, 2018. We'll be back right after these messages, one. SQR podcast, Score Rosenberg Radio, coming in with our guest, Michael Jackson, Councilman Michael Jackson. Yeah, I just love saying that name. I told you before um, when we were having a quick powwow, yeah, I have a bad tendency of forgetting names until I've spoken to them multiple times. However, the minute you walked in and you know, it was like, I've never forgotten your name. I wonder why. By the way, how was that growing up in high school? Like, did you get was, ragged on?
1: That was interesting. Sometimes, but you know what? Everyone knew I was in the building, so
0: it <laughs> Michael Jackson. Did it ask you to do the, the moonwalk or? All the
1: time. All the time. And did
0: you whip it out? Could you, could you do the moonwalk?
1: Back then I used to practice it, but, you know. Not anymore.
0: Okay. Nice. Nice. That's just a classic name. That just takes us away from you
1: asking me to do it today. <laughs> yeah, oh, because
0: yeah, you know that's where it was going. I was going. Yeah, like, yeah. Back up the camera because you know, anyway, I did the worm before one of my guests. Oh, yeah. Me, yeah. So I would have busted out my Jamaican <laughs> version of the moonwalk. Anyway, so as we get ready to jump into this, you know, this this last segment of your your journey, um, it, it seems as if everything that you've experienced and behind the scenes, we talked so much about the other facets of your life you know, the jobs and experiences you, you've, you've been on that made you this well-rounded and, and very focused and wanting to make an impact. Now, we left off where you shared about the events and having those events around you and you wanted to make an impact, you learned and what it needed to take to, to do that. So you decided to run for councilman. When did that decision come into play?
1: Well, uh, it came into play around the... the um 2010, mark I believe it was 2011. It was, uh, you know, apparent that things weren't getting any better. In fact, um, most of the people who actually won the positions, you know, I felt weren't doing what they at least making an attempt to do what they promised to do.
0: Oh, you mean they were being pol- politicians?
1: I mean, completely, completely. We have, we have, you know, we have a whole field of politicians. You know, we have no real community advocates. And uh, it was a brother, I I seen him speak once before. His name is uh, Senator Ray Rice. Okay. Ron Rice, I'm sorry. Um, He came in to talk, and I was like, man, this powerful brother who is actually elected, who hasn't lost the fire. You know, a lot of our elected officials, the fire's been doused out. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been splashed with water. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate because... The people actually look forward to you doing what you set out to do, and I, you know, that's part of the reason why, really, the main reason why I decided to run. I'm not a fan of of uh, the political landscape. I mean, there's a there's a spotlight that that's put on you that's not really comfortable. It's not like it's not the same spotlight of being, you know, a, a player. You know, if you throw a few bad passes you know, that that, Mm -hmm. that goes away with the next week's game. You know, you throw a few touchdowns, everyone forgets about those bad passes. But in the political realm, there's a great deal of scrutiny that you take on. Um, You're constantly expected to, you know, um, do certain things, and people expect for you to do, you know, jump through hoops for their support. And unfortunately, it's it's certain, certain aspects of that is necessary to get elected. But, you know, I try to keep it as clean and straightforward as possible. And I I let people know, listen, I'm not living for the position. I mean, I'm here to do a service for the community. If the community feels that I'm not the person for the job, then so be it.
0: So right now, and you know, normally on on this particular podcast, you know, I, I try to keep everything. I love to hear people's opinion on their political stance and I bring up that discussion. However, I'm more fascinated with their story. But I have to now come back to that political quagmire that we're now experiencing because of the, the journey you're on especially in this phase of your life we're about to get involved and running for mayor in Patterson and we already know the history of what's going on with Patterson. i mean as you said before who would be psychotic enough to want to take that challenge on but here you are stepping up to bat
1: yeah um you know one aspect you could say you have to be a glutton for punishment because you know um somebody who's been involved for quite some time you know, they they said that the uh, the community is insatiable, so they're all in. Uh, you know, there when they need you, and you know, when you're doing something for them. But as soon as you're not, you know, um, they forgot everything that you've done, all the struggles that you've gone through together. True. But you know, there's also an aspect of it of you can't be a, a complainer, a noise maker if you're not willing to get involved. And
0: score Rosenberg Radio. SQR podcast, another jewel being dropped. Could you please say that again, my friend?
1: You can't be a complainer or a constantly constant nagging wheel if you're not willing to jump in and get yeah, involved yourself. True,
0: true. So, um, on a political level I wanted to ask you because you know, we all here in Patterson and we know the dynamics of the high rental market that's here and <laughs> Um, you know, there's a fascinating change that's being pushed through Congress or that's being brought up right now about restructuring this whole welfare system and having people have some more accountability. And um, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, first and foremost, I think that, you know, we've been looking at it from, from the wrong perspective or with, with the wrong lens on. You know, it's one of those things, you got a camera, put the right lens on, the, the angle widens up for you. And you, when you understand that Patterson and cities like Patterson, Is actually, you know, the piggy banks for other communities and other people from outside the community, and then you look at the the structure and how things went through the transition. Patterson was once the city of wealth, city of gold. True. And during those times, it wasn't the 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 majority of people who 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 uh, populate the city now. You know, it was um, uh, you know, affluent, um, white Americans and 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 uh, imports, if you will, you know, a lot of immigrants because we did a lot of, you know, trade with the silk industry and things of that nature. But once the, the, the dynamics of the community started to change and that group began to, to move out, there were certain measures that had to be put in place to maintain certain controls. You know, um, for example, you know, uh, the, 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 the mandate for police that don't live in the city, You know previously you had to live there but there was certain there was a in fact one of our former mayors he was a senator as well as a mayor and during his tenure he uh he changed the law to where you didn't have to live in the city so you know that's that those are one of the reasons why patterson is a place and where everything is being extracted you have the majority of our budget which is police and fire the majority of those people who are employed there don't live in the city when you look at the 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 uh academies that are coming on the majority of them a class of 30 you might get two or three native patersonians and then everyone else you know they probably have a joint apartment someplace okay. but those are the facts those are the that's the reality we live in so that's a large part of our municipal budget that gets sucked away then you have all the contracts as being You know outsource garbage contract which is outside third-party company you know road resurfacing getting done by you know everyone else but people who live here when you go out to certain communities those people they work and they live there in manhattan manhattan's a great example because they're one of the highest paid you know construction workers across the the world you can the guy making 65 dollars an hour Holding up a stop sign, yeah. but he lives in the Bronx. He lives in you know Queens. He lives in the city. So that money is being circulated within uh, somehow, yeah. either through rent, either through you know um, support of local businesses, where your kid goes to school. You know when you take that money and completely extract it out of the city, where those guys don't even want to have lunch locally, how do you expect your business, uh, uh, you know, population to to excel?
0: What's so funny is the fact that you're able to dissect and see that from your lens, you know, and um, catch all of that there, that's fascinating. What's what's also interesting is um, when you look on the government structure, even at a higher level right now where the rare things are with, you know, my boy, Trumpito, (laughs) and that whole circus, you know, um, your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think it's an example of people that have become kind of uh, mellowed out by the the day to day nonsense that they're tired of, so the, you know the, the the fire has been dropped, you know it has been lowered, and people don't have the same concerns. So you know it allowed him to you know Sneak to to, to, yeah. to get the office, and you know we don't really pay attention to certain things. I think you know in, by, in general. The minority co- uh, community in general is—we is are uneducated voters. You know, we vote for somebody because their poster looks nice, or nah, I saw my man on a on a show with. Or oh, he's
0: being supported by this actor or this actress. Correct, or, correct. Got you, got he's you. playing a
1: saxophone on on late night. You know, he yeah. he was doing the electric slide at your barbecue. So now uh, it, could be, it becomes relative locally because now you have a guy who is at everybody's barbecue. He goes to everyone, all of the, um, uh, he does all the fancy dances, he's doing the line dances at, you know, the electric slide and cha-cha but then slide. He's re-
0: but then he's relatable.
1: He's relatable, but is he the right person for the job? Does he really have the true concern of, of your community? Will he ensure that all of your people are gonna be employed and your tax value is being lowered?
0: Well, listen, if, if my president right now, um i need can't backslide backslide. You know, my president right now can get in the way he got in. You know, the guy who backslide could probably be a better president than who's in there running it right now. Yeah. You know, um, as we get ready to wrap, there's a very fascinating question that's been you know on my mind, and I wanted to ask you this: You run for mayor, you win. Are you ready for the day after?
1: Drinks for every? No.
0: This is my mayor right here. He's so relatable, <laughs> and he does the backslide.
1: And listen, we, we popping bottles, Heineken bottles, right? Nice. But um, <clears throat> you know, on a serious note, the work is there to be done. But I don't think it's that difficult of a task once you have the true concern of the community at hand, mm. because you don't have to play. One of the things I'm I'm very proud about. I I I'm very conscientious on who I take favors from, who I take campaign contributions from. I never want to be misleading. I'm always direct, straightforward. I try to be as clean and as truthful as possible. And, um, you know, that means I'm not misleading the people. So when you get there, when you do the work of the people, I mean, obviously, no matter what happens, we all have great intentions. And you may have some issues and have some, some pitfalls. But... If you make sure the people are taken care of, I have two great examples. Mayor Sharp James, arguably one of the best mayors ever, you know, in the city, in the state of New Jersey. You know, he did some wonderful things for Newark. He 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 helped people get employed. He bought commerce. He bought large-scale business. When Newark was known as Patterson is known. Yeah, yeah the derelict. You know, they utilized certain things that they had, and they built upon that. When he, you know, found his fall from, from, uh, from Grace's and he was coming out of uh, being incarcerated, they, the people welcomed him back with open arms. They had a, they had a party, a parade for him when he was coming outside of the, um, the jail. And that's not because they were proud of whatever happened because, you know, they acknowledge that we all make mistakes, but they were proud because when he was in office, he represented them that the whole time. And the same thing held true for Marion Barry. You know, true. When he came true. out, you know, he was able to get reelected even after, you know, going through all the things that he, he went represented through. the people. That's it. Represent the people. Wow. So I like to consider myself the people's candidate. I like to consider myself, you know, always having the people's best interests in mind, even when it means, you know, taking a, a back seat certain things myself.
0: Wow. Um as we get ready to close um my my guests are always posed with this this question and I give you the magic wand and there's two things you can change in this world. What would those two things be? Wow.
1: We we had a great interview and you got to end it with such a tough uh tough situation. Now, what if I had two things, honestly, um you know, I would like to what I think would have a huge uh, a, a rippling impact on Patterson is just restore pride back into the community. You know, prideful people, and I don't have to mm. tell you because, mm. you know, being of Jamaican descent. Bong, you know, bong, bong yeah, every man. day, especially on Sunday.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rice and peas, jerk chicken. Jerk chicken, yeah, chicken yeah, yeah, is you, what it but is. You're right. You are yeah, so man. right. Go ahead. And
1: when you travel to those places, you know, uh, my my travels to Jamaica, I fell in love with the island and the people there and the pride that's there. And that same pride resonates throughout all these other places, mm-hmm. you know, in all the islands, the Caribbean islands. You know, as much as the similarities between the Jamaican and the Trinidadian culture, mm-hmm. no, nah, man, I'm Jamaican. Yeah, it's I'm what? Trinidadian, you and we'll fight you over yeah. that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And, and so pride back into the city. I recall days of Patterson when... You that you, you wore that on your shoulder as a badge of honor. Yeah. I'm from Patterson, yeah, I'm and when we it. went out and we were, you know, with even though we may have had some up the hill, down the hill struggles, when we went out and we were at other locations, it became a Patterson wow. thing. Wow! And now I think that pride mm. has been lost. I think that you know, you can often see Patterson people talking more harshly about mm. the city than outside people. And if you project yourself in such a light, then how should anyone else view you?
0: Another jewel as we get rid wow, of the clothes here. Full of jewels yeah, in yeah, there. That was, that was very profound. i have loaded up with some. <laughs> that was very profound. Your second wish with that magic wand. The first one was to restore pride into Patterson, New Jersey. The second thing to do with that magic wand. Hmm.
1: Second wish. I would, I would not like to... Uh, uh, project some selfish uh, um uh image of but maybe I think I might have to do something selfishly man. I go mean, in, I to, bro, go in. You know, utilize that that second wish to be able to um after things are taken care of well here to go back to do what I used to do, travel the world mm-hmm. and, you know, take care of my family and a whole nother life. I think that, you know, because of this um this last few years, the journey that I've been on my my children haven't had the opportunities that I've had to travel, see other things, see other places. Live you know, li- living life, man, just wow. live living life.
0: Wow! As long as you weren't going to ask for two more wishes, you're good to go. Score Rosenberg <laughs> podcast. Thank you so much, Gosh. Councilman Michael Jackson. Thank you so much for dropping in and just thank sharing, you. you know, your story, your vision. Yo, guys, it's gonna be on our SoundCloud. It's gonna be up on um, Podbean, Mixcloud. You can catch us on our YouTube channel, SQR Podcast on YouTube. Stay tuned, we're having a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff coming up this year. 2018 guys are going to be phenomenal once again thank you sir it's a pleasure thank to have you, you thank you
1: i'm Come looking on. forward to visiting and hitting this kitchen with the chef and maybe bringing some smoked apple jerk chicken to the table listen and stay focused guys this is yeah, gonna man. be real
0: we're gonna have a band here we're gonna keep it moving sqr podcast
1: yeah man. one